This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 593 with Hitha Palapu. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 593. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Beanbox. Get your first tasting box for just $5 when you go to beanbox.com slash shameless and use the promo code shameless. This episode is brought to you by Mama Zen, the number one mindful parenting app. To try out Mama Zen for free, go to your app store or Google Play and download Mama Zen today. That's M-A-M-A-Z-E-N and use the promo code shameless to unlock your free trial. This episode is brought to you by Talkspace. For $100 off your first month of therapy with Talkspace, go to Talkspace.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS. Hello, mamas. Okay, before we dive in with our super special guest, Hitha Palapu, I have a little invitation for you. So I've been getting all sorts of emails. Hey, what does your business coaching calendar look like? Are you taking on new business coaching clients? Are you opening up your business coaching mastermind again anytime soon? So here's the answer. I am going to be taking applications for my business coaching mastermind, which is called Tenacious Mamas, during the month of November. And here's what that's going to look like. If you are someone who has been wanting to start a business, or you have started a business recently, or you've been running a business for a while, and you need some support, 
And you're like, oh, maybe Sarah could help me because she's been running businesses for 18 years now and she knows a thing or two about building businesses. Here's what I want you to do. I'm going to be offering a totally free business building workshop. And in this business building workshop, you're going to learn the three essential building blocks you need to grow your business, whether you're just starting out or you've been at this for a while. I'm also going to talk you through three ways to step into leadership and own your title of CEO, which is I'm telling you one of the most missed things. Owning your title of CEO and really shifting into that mindset of being the CEO is crucial for your business success. And then I'm gonna talk about three common mistakes that entrepreneurs often make that can cost you everything. And at the end of this free workshop and free training, you're gonna have the opportunity to apply for my Tenacious Mama's Mastermind if you feel like that might be the next right step for you. So no pressure. If you just wanna come and get some free business advice and have fun with me, you're welcome to do that too. So here's what you're gonna do. If you wanna join this training, in November, go to shamelessmom.com slash business. That's shamelessmom.com slash business. And you can go ahead, you sign up for the waitlist for the November training. And then as soon as we have the information and the formal invitation to send to you with date and time and all that good stuff, you will be the first to be notified. So go to shamelessmom.com slash business to get in on my next business training, three essential building blocks you need to grow your business. And now let's dive in with Hitha. Hitha Palapu is a woman of multitudes, which is what I loved most about her the first time she came on the show. She's a feminist, a lifelong politics enthusiast, a daughter of immigrants, and a mother raising feminist sons. These multitudes spill into her multi-hyphenated career as an entrepreneur, investor, writer, and speaker. Hitha's passion for the news and politics is captured in her hashtag five smart reads, a Webby honored social series on Instagram that shares five must read articles every day to keep her community informed without being overwhelmed. I follow her five smart reads on Instagram every morning as one of my primary sources for diverse, culturally significant and reliable news stories. Hitha also has a highly visible longtime blog, Hitha on the Go, which established her as an authority on lifestyle topics and gave way to her first book, How to Pack, and collaborations with leading brands such as Headspace, Google, and Northwestern Mutual. In her day job, yes, she also has a day job, Hitha is the CEO of Roshan Pharmaceuticals, where she oversees financing, partnerships, and strategy for the company. She's also an investor in innovative companies primarily founded by women and focused on women. She's a sought-after speaker on politics and news, investing, entrepreneurship, work-life juggle, and motherhood. Oh my goodness. Can you see why I so admire her? So I'm so excited to have Hitha back on the show. So this interview came to be because Hitha shared that she was writing a book about Kamala Harris on Instagram. And I was like, oh, you have to come back. And so here she is. And we had such a great conversation. So listen in to hear Hitha share the challenges of balancing an amazing year of professional opportunities while struggling with showing up as a mom, wife, friend, and daughter. Why she decided to write an entire book, We're Speaking, about Kamala Harris. Why she wrote We're Speaking as a playbook on how to own your story, be a leader, and tell your truth to the world. The most inspiring things she learned about Kamala that had absolutely nothing to do with her political journey. The importance of Kamala's own mother's advice about being underestimated, where her mom said, don't let anyone tell you who you are. You tell them who you are. The significance of showing up with your own unique sense of style in spite of other people's opinions in order to feel powerful and exude confidence. 
the truth about being at the top of her career and owning that it's not what she thought it would be. And this is a vulnerable part of this conversation that I think is so important for everyone to hear. And then lastly, Hitha shares her advice for moms who want to start to use their voice more often and or more loudly, but aren't quite sure where to begin. This is a powerful conversation with lots of takeaways and just lots of good nuggets. I know you're going to learn something. You're probably going to want to take some notes. So with all that said, please help me welcoming back to the show, Hitha Palapu. Hitha, welcome back to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I always joke when I interview people, I'm always like, hey, when you write a book, let me know you got to come back on the show. So you actually wrote a book and you're coming back on the show. So this is your second time and you're back to talk about your book called We're Speaking. And I could not be more excited to dig into this. Thank you. I'm so excited to chat about it with you. So I want you to tell us a little bit more about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio. And what are you most excited about right now? I know we're 12 days out from book launch day, so it might be that, but maybe there's other things too that you're excited about. You know, this year has been certainly one of the most professionally fulfilling in my life between this book and some work stuff that I will hopefully be able to announce soon. And way to tease us. <laughs> I got to keep everyone coming back for more, right? right? Exactly. But I will say my personal life has kind of really struggled because of that. Mm. For as much as I've been an incredible, I'm very proud of the job I've done as an executive and as an author and as a creator, I have not been the best mom, the best wife, the best daughter, the best friend. And I think right now I'm very focused on not beating myself up about that and consciously doing it. Cause that's my natural tendency is to focus on all the things I'm not doing great at instead of celebrating what are some pretty major achievements. So I'm kind of trying to reprogram my brain to acknowledge this is just a season or a chapter in my life that is, has been all about work that most men do without any kind of guilt that I keep putting on myself. And that next year, as things mellow down, can be a chapter that is more focused on family. And I'm Mm -hmm. very much looking forward to having some time to kind of focus on the boys, focus at home and not be go, 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 go all the time. Oh my gosh. You just touched on two really important things. So first of all, I appreciate you acknowledging because this is like behind the scenes on Instagram photos acknowledging that there's all these really amazing things that are happening professionally, which is the stuff that we typically see on Instagram, the stuff that people share where you're like, Oh my gosh, this thing happened. And it's amazing. And like promotion and book deal and whatever. And then when those things happen, there's where there's a given one area, there's typically a take in another. (laughs) And so acknowledging that while you have these huge opportunities and ways that you get to grow professionally this year, that there is on the other, the flip side of that, some struggle and continuing to show up in other ways and acknowledging that that's really real. And also that's not a thing for men. Not (laughs) at all. They just don't have to show up when they aren't available to show up. That sounds really like cut and dry, but I mean, that's kind of how it is. That's been the norm. And I think the pandemic has blurred norms quite a bit. Mm, Now I've always been someone who said I am my best mom self when I am working, but I think I took that a little too far this year. (laughs) So I'm excited for next year to be a recalibration year. And that's really, if you ask me what Mm. I'm most looking forward to, it's actually for as excited I am is about this book launch and to go on tour and to talk to people about the book. I'm also really looking forward to next year when things are just sort of quieting down and I am managing 
my pharma company. I'm managing brand partnerships at a steady state, but not looking to grow or scale at a crazy rate at this Mm -hmm. stage. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Okay. So I also have to acknowledge that in a pandemic, (laughs) you, you're like, all of these big things are happening. And like most people didn't write books in the pandemic. Let's be honest. Like People who had a goal in 2020 of writing a book were like, by March of 2020, we're like, I'm just going to put that on the back burner for now. And especially those of us who had children at home and we were trying to do this whole virtual learning, homeschooling, whatever the case might be. So you made these huge professional strides during a pandemic, which is incredible. And then you wrote a book called We're Speaking. So can you talk about what inspired you to write the book and what inspired you to write now in this moment that we're in? Kind of like two answers. So I'll start from the beginning, which is when Kamala Harris was attorney general of California is when I kind of first heard of her. And it was at a time when I was just stepping into a leadership role at a startup pharmaceutical company. I was often the only woman in the room the youngest person in the room, one of the few people of color in a room. And I didn't have much of a role model on how to show up in spaces like that. And I remember I was on some business trip, CNN was on in the background and I was catching up on email and Kamala Harris walked into the frame to talk about the settlement that California had done with the four leading banks for California homeowners and the mortgage foreclosure crisis. And it was a moment where I saw myself how I wanted to be taking up space, being strong, being bold, being tough, but also being unapologetically a woman in a Mm -hmm. very male dominated space. So Kamala Harris kind of became a mentor from afar for me where I studied her. I took a look at what she wore, how she walked, how she spoke, the phrases she used, the way she stood and held herself and, you know, studied it, adopted versions that worked for myself, you know, collected quotes that I thought were really powerful to use in a negotiation or in a speech and had this sort of running notebook of Kamala-isms that now lives in an iOS note on my phone because that notebook was falling apart. (laughs) And, you know, I met her once, I told her this story and she was very touched, but she's been my mentor and taught me how to show up like this in a time where I didn't have a role model in my own industry and really not a ton you know, in 2010, 2011 to emulate from. And it was powerful. And mm-hmm. so this book is very much a natural extension of something I had done very privately. But at the end of when the election was called for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, Little Brown Spark approached me and said, we have an idea for this very specific book. Can we, would you be interested in writing it? And I was like, absolutely. This is my dream book. Yeah. Great. Can we get it by February? And I was like, ah, wait, when did they ask you this? November. So, oh my gosh. (laughs) So I wrote this book in about two and a half months. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And okay. You wrote this book in two and a half months during a pandemic and your children were what ages? Five and one. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like, and I'm over here bowing down. Well, I'll tell you the only reason I was able to do this is because my husband had taken a pause in his career to handle the home front after seeing 
how much I was struggling for the first six months of the pandemic. And I was struggling. I was drowning. I was with the kids for most of the day, trying to work in little snippets here. I'd stay up until two to 3 a.m. every night, catching up on work. It was awful. And I'm very grateful to have like my Doug Emhoff and someone Mm -hmm. who celebrates and champions my career as much as his own. And if he hadn't taken that pause, there's no way I could have ever written this book this quickly. This episode is supported by Beanbox. Oh my goodness, I am loving my Beanbox subscription. So Beanbox is a coffee subscription. Okay, I'm from Seattle. You know Seattle people love their coffee. You know we're also very picky. And my Beanbox coffee subscription is rocking my world. So making coffee to me is like this really precious routine because I'm either doing it first thing in the morning when no one is awake and right now it's like dark and cozy and it just feels like this moment to start my day in the right place or I'm doing it midday sometimes if I need a little boost. And then it also is like, take a pause in your day, like just take a minute to take a few deep breaths, take some time to yourself, step away from the computer. So this ritual always feels precious to me. And I love that with my Beanbox subscription, I feel like I get really special coffees to like enhance this routine. So I'm loving my exclusive specialty coffees from award-winning roasters. Here's the great thing about Beanbox is that they send out small batch micro lots every month. So this is all from independent roasters. And this subscription, you get to totally pick what your preferences are before they send to you. So yesterday I had my, and today, I had my Onyx Southern Weather coffee that had hints of milk chocolate, candied walnut, and plum. I mean, come on, so good. So I want you to check out Beanbox. So here's the thing, either for you to get coffee sent to yourself or this is an amazing gift with the holidays coming up. Oh my gosh, such a perfect gift. And they come in cute little boxes. Anyone who loves coffee in your life would love this gift. So here's what you're gonna do. To take a guided tour through some of the best coffees in the world, check out beanbox.com. When you order today at beanbox.com slash shameless, you're going to get your first tasting box for just $5 with the promo code shameless. That's your first monthly tasting box for just $5 when you use the promo code shameless at beanbox.com slash shameless. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast 
for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. I appreciate painting that full picture of that. And also you're still an incredible um, writer and leader and mentee of Kamala's that you were able to whip that out that quickly. (laughs) I have to share my experience with Kamala because I think you'll appreciate this story. So were you by chance at the Women's March in DC in January of 2017? I was not, I had a um, family emergency and couldn't make it, but I was like streaming it from TV. I was going to say, you seem like you would have been there. So that's why I don't ask everyone that, but you seem like you would have been there. I would have been there if we didn't <laughs> so, have like a family emergency. So I was there and it was, I mean, incredible event from, I took a red eye from Seattle to get there. And it was just like this whole adventure, but that did the day of the March we believed that we were going to go listen to people speak for a couple, like an hour or an hour and a half. And then we were going to be marching. And what ended up happening is that like millions of women descended on Washington, DC. And there was like six hours of speeches and people were so packed in, you couldn't move at all, like let alone get food or go to the bathroom or anything. And the March just like kept not starting and not starting. And at a certain point, the friends that I was with, we were like, oh my gosh, like can this is inspirational. Yes. But like, we need to start marching and some of us need to pee and we're starving. And like people were getting a little irritated. (laughs) So we're not really listening to the speakers as they continue to go. A lot of the messages were fairly repetitious. And then all of a sudden this woman starts talking and there's this like hush over the crowd. And her voice was just the pacing of her voice, the cadence, her tone, her enthusiasm, her passion was just unmatched compared to any of the other speakers. So my friends and I were like, who is this woman? And we're trying to like, look up over the crowd. And finally someone's like, oh, it's Kamala Harris from California. And we all were just like completely captivated by her. And I remembered at that time being like, she needs to run for president. Like we were, my three friends and I were like, she needs to run for president someday. And so we had like full body chills, tears in our eyes. And all of a sudden we forgot that we'd been standing in one place for six hours. And that was my first introduction to her. And it reminds me so much of your story, like having this like moment where you are so captivated and touched and deeply impacted by how one woman shows up in an instance. And then you can't like stop following and learning everything about them. And I think that our stories match each other a lot in that way. Absolutely agreed. And you know, if I'm inspired by her and you're inspired by her, there are a lot of women out there who go, I want to be like that, but how do I do that? And that's what I'm so proud of this book is, is it's not a policy book. Mm -hmm. I talk about our politics, certainly in the context of difficult experiences and great experiences she's had or work she's done, but this is really a playbook 
on how to own your voice and be assertive, own your story and shatter the narratives and the boxes that society and expectations that people try to push on us and reject them and step into our own truth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I appreciate that about the book because you're right. It's not, I mean, it's a book about some history of politics, but it's not a political book with a political agenda as much as it's Mm -hmm. the story of like one woman's path in leadership, which is incredible to hear, like learn about. And I'm imagining as you were doing, it seems like there must've been a lot of research around this. Although that probably was like fun for you because (laughs) you were so invested in Kamala as a mentor, but I'm imagining there were some really surprising things that you learned. Can you tell us the most surprising thing you learned about Kamala Harris while you were doing this book? Yes. I lost track of how many godchildren she has. Like, <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I was like at current count, I think I'm at like nine or 10. Oh and gosh. I said, if this woman at like rising up the ranks in politics and lawmaking at such a fast clip, also managed to show up for her family and be a devoted auntie and sister and friend to so many. That's really inspiring. And it also, it goes to show that nothing we do acts in a silo, having Mm -hmm. a really strong support system and putting in the effort to maintain a strong support system helps you show up in spaces that are hostile, that are difficult, that are challenging as your full self, because you have your people who have your back. And so that was also a really interesting journey in writing this book is connecting the dots of every single chapter. Nothing you do is ever in a silo. It's how do we bring the sum of our multitudes of our experiences and what we do in our personal life to show up as our best selves in our professional and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. I remember from our first interview, which I will link our first interview in the show notes, but I remember one of the things you and I talked about was you being a multi-hyphenate, meaning that you are multi-passionate about many things and you go all in on many things, which is very stimulating and also sometimes maybe makes you tired. (laughs) But to your point that like we don't exist in one little box and that we get to have lots of boxes. And that's part of the thing that makes us special and individuals and unique. So I'm curious when we think about women's roles, we think that we should pick like one path or dig into one thing. And especially when we get into the landscape of motherhood, it's like, well, you couldn't possibly have time to, in your case, be a CEO and an author and an influencer and a speaker and all of these things. And you are all of those things and you do them all very, very well. And this gets to the point of women being underestimated. And when we are underestimated, when it's assumed that we can't do certain things, we assume we can't do certain things. And Kamala Harris was someone who was never accepted being underestimated. And I think that that's such an important piece of her story is to recognize that she probably, I mean, not probably, she would have been, she was underestimated in many capacities because not only was she a woman, but she was also, is a woman, is also a woman of color, a woman of color in politics. Like there's all sorts of reasons that she should have been underestimated and probably was her entire career. So can you talk about what you want to say about women who do feel underestimated in their families, their community, in their workplace? I really, it's important to dissociate yourself from what other people are going to think and they're going to say about you. And that's actually a lesson Kamala learned from her mother, Shamala, who said, 
Don't you let anyone tell you who you are. You tell them who you are. Yes. And that is something I have come back to over and over again this year when, you know, I'm in a tough negotiation at work and, you know, dealing with some challenging things to remember, I know my truth. I know what is fair for my company and to stand in that steadfastly when, you know, not everyone is going to want to cover this book or feature this book and that's okay. Then that's fine. I wish them well, but that the book and this message is going to get to everyone who needs it. And I'm so excited to be speaking with you and sharing this with your community and that, when everything on the outside feels like it's out of control, totally chaotic, and nothing is going right, you have to look inward. You have to take really good care of yourself and give yourself that support and tenderness and care that you would show up for your friends for. You really got to double down and do it for yourself. And that's something we talk about is Kamala's way of overcoming obstacles and challenges. Like she says, I eat no for breakfast and it's a yes, very hearty yes, breakfast, yes, yes. but you can see in the way she takes care of herself from loving to cook and carving out time to have Sunday family dinner, the way she works out every day, she's careful about what she eats, but she also savors what she eats. These are not you know, radical game-changing things. And this is the advice you read in a lot of interviews with quote unquote successful people, but connecting the dots and how you show up in the world starts with how do you show up for yourself and making sure, are you showing up for yourself or are you just beating up yourself about things that aren't in your control? And that is advice that I have been living with because I do beat myself up Mm -hmm. constantly. Like, this book still takes, it's a handbook of sorts, but you're, it's one I hope you revisit time and time again to yeah. understand how is this aligned with my truth or am I internalizing narratives that are not my truth? And so if I am, let me take a second to step away. And yeah. that's why it's important to get sleep. It's important to drink water. It's important to meditate and like throw your legs up against the wall, which really does help. Um <laughs> And to do the things that make that you want to do, not just the self-care you have to do. Absolutely. As much as I like, don't want to say this, I think that we, I should say that maybe it's safe for us to assume that we're going to be underestimated. And if we walk into our various spaces that we take up with the assumption that I'm going to be underestimated in this space. And so therefore it's up to me to live by Kamala's mother's advice and to, before anyone tells me who I am, I'm going to show them who I am. I'm going to, I'm going to take control of that narrative and I'm going to let them know who I am in this instance, how I show up. And I'm going to be the one driving the story here before they make a story up that is not true. And while that feels, it feels yucky to be like, I'm going to have to assume I'm going to be underestimated my entire life. But if we go with that assumption, then it gives us the power to be like, I'm just going to go ahead and own who I am from the beginning so that I'm not giving people space as much space to underestimate me as a woman or as a woman of color in your case, and all these other very, as a mom and a working mom and all of the other labels that we carry. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's yes, because it takes work. It is mm -hmm. constant work, which is also important in 
having a good relationship, a really strong, good relationship with yourself, but also being supported and making sure the relationships that you hold near and dear to your heart are also offering that. And you're showing up with that to the ones you love. I mean, we are working and living in a world that was designed for men with a wife at home. Mm -hmm. Everything about the 21st century workforce was designed that way. Mm -hmm. And we are playing catch up on so many things Catch up and double and double dipping, double duty on so many things that we're finally having the conversations, but change is going to take a long time. So look at what you can do for yourself. Look at what you can do in your own household. And one of the pieces of advice that is in the book is called showing the math, show the math of how does making certain changes to have a more equitable and fair home how it's going to positively impact your family from, yeah, a bottom line and finances perspective, but also from a happiness perspective. Mm -hmm. And this is where, and I also interviewed Eve Brodsky, who wrote Fair Play for this book. That book has changed my life. I love it a lot. And bringing in principles from Fair Play and introducing them in this book, because I think that is at the root of one, claiming your space. She calls it unicorn space, that Mm -hmm. creative moments you just seize for yourself. Yeah. And then reshuffling the deck of all the things that we have to do to keep our home running in a way that is fair and appropriate your family, not anyone else. Right. Yeah, absolutely. This episode is supported by Mama Zen. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to talk about Mama Zen because I used Mama Zen yesterday when I was having a moment. So I was having a moment of feeling completely exhausted. The demands on my time and energy and my schedule the last eight days or so has just been a lot. And it's been a lot of cool stuff, but also Mama was really tired. And I had this moment, and I know you've been there where I hit a wall and I was like, I just really need to take a nap. But I did not have like two hours to take a nap. So instead what I did is I went and laid on my bed and I turned on a mind power session through my Mama Zen app. I did a 13 minute mind power session. It was one of the de-stress and let it go sessions. And it totally shifted my energy for the afternoon. It was so incredibly helpful. So if you know that you find yourself sometimes short on energy or short on patience, or maybe you feel like you're amping up and you need to like take a minute to collect yourself so that you can really like let things go and not get too frazzled in your day. Mama Zen has got you covered through their science-based techniques around meditation and hypnosis that will really help you de-stimulate your mind and come to a calm place in order to be more calm and productive and focused moving forward in your day. So I want you to go check out Mama Zen because you are going to love it. There's nothing else like Mama Zen. They are so dedicated to mental and emotional well-being for moms specifically. You have to go check them out. So I want you to check out Mama Zen and see for yourself how much better you can feel as a mom. Go to your app store or Google Play and download Mama Zen today. That's Mama Zen, M-A-M-A-Z-E-N. And right now you can use the free promo code SHAMELESS to unlock your free trial so you can try Mama Zen out for yourself. So that's at your Apple App Store or Google Play. Download Mama Zen today and then use the promo code SHAMELESS to unlock your free trial. Was there anything that you learned about yourself in the process of writing this book? I mean, right now I'm arguably at the top of my career game Mm. and 
I don't think that. It's not. I mean, you might be to date. the highest peak to date. Let's put it at that. Highest peak to, to date. date. <laughs> it can't be all downhill That's, from here. Uh, <laughs> you're right. It won't be. To date, I'm at one of the highest moments of my career and that it isn't what I thought it would be. Like, it's oh, wonderful. Oh my gosh. Thank you for saying that. There is more to life than playing this game in a masculine way. Mm. And I have the privilege to be able to take a little step back and it's not withdrawing. Certainly five smart reads will keep going. I will continue to run my company and I will continue to create and share content on my Instagram. But like I'm taking a break from early stage investing right now. You know, we have a really big portfolio and I would like to help those companies get across the finish line for either a next raise or an exit or big goals of theirs. I would like to spend more time with my kids and actually be able to pick them up and participate a little more in their school activities and spend more time with them because I really have it this year. And it's been hard. It's been really hard on me. It's been hard on them. And it's been hard on my husband. I just want to take this moment to say, just because I can do all the things, doesn't mean one, it's sustainable to do them all for an extended period of time. And two, that it's okay to reprioritize. And for me, that reprioritization also exists in, as in my content business, am I still able to support my team through those finances? I could take a hit on my personal earnings, but am I able to continue to support them and their livelihoods? And two of my team members are expecting. So that also with that goes, can I fully cover their maternity leave while they're, you know, caring for their child and enjoying those first months of motherhood? And so that's a priority to me. It's take like a pause to recalibrate and figure out what is it that I want to do next? Because for the first time in my life, I don't know. Mm. I so appreciate that. I think it's so important for us to recognize this. And I have been really thinking about similar things over the last year and recognizing that. And I think some of it is like being someone who really, I didn't buy into hustle culture, but I saw what could be possible if I bought into hustle culture. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, like it was kind of always like in the future, I'm going to take this next step to do more, be more, grow more, get bigger, have bigger responsibilities. And all with that would come more income and more exposure and all these things. And in the last year I've been like, "Mm, no, thanks. (laughs) Like, Like, and there's so much pressure as an entrepreneur, like scale your business from a six figure to a seven figure. And in this last year of talking with some girlfriends who were also entrepreneurs, we're like, maybe we don't want seven figure businesses actually, as it turns out, like maybe we want to like only work four days a week and, or not, you know, have to be on email all the time or not have to post on Instagram ever again, if we don't want to, or like whatever the thing is. And so I think that there's just a lot of truth to starting to have growth in a certain direction or getting to a certain point and then recognizing like, Oh crap, (laughs) like this is cool. And also there's some things that I want to do differently because this doesn't feel the way I thought it would feel. Exactly. Like own your prerogative to change your mind when what you've been doing is no longer serving you. And as long as you can meet commitments that you upheld. So for me, taking care of my team is a bigger priority for me than what's next and how we scale this business in terms of partners and whatnot. 
Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. And that's like living in your core values, which I think is so significant. I mean, like living in your core values and leading from your core values is looking at like, what does it mean for me to be a leader right now? It means taking care of my team, taking care of team members who are going to go on maternity leave and like that taking priority over the next stage of growth. And that's such an important thing to recognize. And I, I love that you're saying that out loud and owning that. Cause I think that that's often not done. And if that's something people take is that they're more confident in living their values and their goals and that their goals do not need to be compared to what is pressworthy. Like, that's what I really want people to take yeah. away from this book, because you and I also know that when you take a look at what is deemed as successful, it is these arbitrary figures that I don't think actually demonstrate a company's long-term success. It's yeah. about how much you raise or at what multiple you sell for or your valuation at going public. But that's mm-hmm. not what a successful business is. It's defined by so many more things. We don't talk about that enough. And that frustrates me. So in order, we can't change what's happening out there, but you can change how you choose to take in that information, how you can choose to reject that narrative and to be very proud of your accomplishments, whether you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, an influencer, hell, just a mom. It's just the hardest Mm -hmm. job ever. Yeah, absolutely. I want to shift gears and talk about something that you talked about in the book that I didn't see coming. And you actually already mentioned it here today. And I think it's an important piece of this conversation around how women show up and specifically something that I noted and you noted about how Kamala shows up. So you talk about in chapter six of the book, talking about not just owning your voice, but also owning your style. And you mentioned that style is an important part of our identity. And I would say it's often misrepresented as insignificant or even frivolous, like is kind of this like silly little thing. But I think it's really important for women to own their style. And I think it has a lot to do with our ability to show up and lead and be comfortable in our own skin. And there's kind of this element of like personal branding that goes with women in leadership. That's part of the role. And it's not 
part of the role for men because they all wear like the exact same thing every day. And no one notices. And, no and one nobody cares. notices or cares. And maybe there's something to be said for like women all wore the same thing. But I also think there's something to be said for like owning a really specific style and owning the heck out of that. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because I see you, Kamala does that for sure. But I also see you do that in the ways that you show up and when I'm Instagram stalking you. So. <laughs> well, these days you're seeing me in, I think about that TikTok meme. It's like, I got three looks and that's it. Like I have three looks. I have <laughs> my schlubby mom uniform of workout clothes that I never work out in and like <laughs> a phenomenal sweatshirt. I have what I call my eccentric old lady vibes, which is usually like a caftan and some crazy which jewelry. I love, I love, love, love. I love that too. And then I have like my corporate or corporate warrior look, which is like all my MM will floor and all my, like my very polished tailored professional pieces, a lot of monochrome outfits happening there head to toe, which I like very much feel seen by Duchess Megan and how yes. she shows up in those outfits. <laughs> yes. Too. Yes. And those are my three looks. And by the way, each three of those looks allows me it's armor. It allows me to show up how I need to for mm. the various situations I do. So eccentric, rich old lady look is great when I want to, when I'm doing something more creative and I'm talking about communicating about doing something more creative, I will wear like an MM LaFleur full on outfit. Even when I'm at home, if I have a big meeting and it's on zoom and I'm negotiating mm -hmm. something because that makes me feel powerful for that. And when I am literally having an admin day with like housewives on in the background, I'm in workout clothes that I never work out in and that's okay too. <laughs> I have to say, so I was in the fitness industry for 15 years. I sold a gym a couple of years ago and I still buy fitness clothes as if I own a gym. I'm like, I need like a full collection because I need to wear like three spandex outfits every single day. <laughs> I have to remind myself, like, you're actually not a personal trainer anymore. <laughs> you just dress like one. <laughs> so yeah, totally get it. I love that though. And I love, this is something that a good friend of mine a few years ago was telling me about the importance of like doing branding photo shoots before I was mm -hmm. totally bought in on it. And I started watching how she did it. And I was like, oh my God, like she has these ways of showing up that are, she's known for, and they're part of her identity and she gets to embrace them. And there's a piece of it that's like, it's really fun and cool. But then there's this other piece of it that really speaks to who she is. It's like art. It speaks to who she is. And I would say that about so many women, if you look closely at how they dress, it's about art. And there's a statement that goes with that. And I love like Kamala and the really clean suit mm -hmm. with her converse. Like, yes, please let's do that. I think that it's important that we allow ourselves to have that space to do what works for us and then totally own it and reject anyone else's ideas, opinions, thoughts around how a woman should show up in clothes in any capacity. And the thing is, is like our, our attire and how we look is already politicized. It's already brought attention to in a way a man never has to deal with right. it. So something that also struck me is a story my, about my mom. When she first came to this country, she didn't really own too many Western clothing, if at any. And she went out for job interviews and she went to a job interview wearing a sari. And someone asked her, are you going to wear that when you come work here? And she goes, give me the job. I'll get paid and I'll go buy some Western clothes. I'll wear whatever you mm -hmm. want me to wear. But how even that the world is not set up for us to show up 
unapologetically ourselves. We have to claim our space little by little. And while a lot has happened in the last 40 years, arguably we're not that far along either. So I'm really in awe of how Stacey Abrams continues to wear her hair naturally, but does so in a manner where she gets frequent haircuts. So it remains in a polished appearance that fits in with you know, the narrative of what professional looks like, even Mm -hmm. as infuriating as it is, it requires you to figure out where you're going to play the game and play by certain rules and the freedom within those rules to put your own spin on it. And I can't tell you a foolproof formula for that. That's really going to come down to you, your style and what you want the world to know about you as you show up in it. Absolutely. So you're known for speaking up and speaking out. (laughs) as someone who has blogged for many years, who has your five smart reads, who posts to Instagram in multiple ways on multiple things every single day, now through a book, also as an investor, also as a CEO in a pharma company. So what is your advice for moms who struggle to find their voice, use their voice, really start that process of like speaking up, speaking out and getting just a little more comfortable with using their voice? Start small. Like start small. It's an also, it's a reminder of it's not what you do once really well, but it's what you do every single day consistently with varying levels of success or unsuccess. And it's about, I think if we're talking about a ways to use your voice, think about what just pisses you off. Is yes, it- yes, yes, yes you know, a family member failing to put their dirty clothes in a hamper and it always just remains next to the hamper? Or is it a social issue you feel really strongly about? Pick one thing, come up with a small plan and pick up something you can do every single day to work against that. This episode is supported by Talkspace. Okay, so I was actually in an interview this morning about mental health, and I was being asked questions around my own mental health, and we, I was talking about anxiety, and the person um, interviewing me was really, we were specifically digging into what should someone do if they suspect they have anxiety or depression, and what are first steps that you can take? And my advice was get help from a mental health professional. Don't try to go it alone, which is what I think we often do. And so I very specifically said, go find a therapist. And then I said, the most accessible way to do that is with a tool like Talkspace. And so here's why Talkspace is so important. Talkspace is therapy that is accessible immediately. And here's the thing about therapy right now is that if you are a mom and you're working and you have all the constraints of the world that we live in right now, you need something that is accessible at your schedule, at your convenience. And so You also want to make sure that you're also doing this with trusted professionals. And when we're talking about mental health, this is serious business. This is not something where you should try to figure it out on your own and go it alone. I know that I've tried to white knuckle it through having anxiety for years and years and years. It didn't work. It didn't help me get better at all. It just made me have to work really, really, really hard and use a lot of energy around something that a professional could have helped me with in a fraction of the time. And this is why I'm such an advocate for therapy now and having a therapist and a mental health professional really support your mental health journey. So Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform and they have 
thousands and thousands of licensed therapists available for you to match with across dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. Talkspace works around your schedule at your convenience with live video sessions and unlimited messaging with your dedicated therapist. So if you need a little more support right now to get you through this year, or you're just starting to look toward building a better 2022, Talkspace is here to help. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code SHAMELESS. That's $100 off when you use the code SHAMELESS at Talkspace.com. That's Talkspace.com, code SHAMELESS. I love that so much. And I love the exact examples that you gave because I think it's interesting when I talk to moms and I coach moms in business around how to use their voice and how to, as part of building their businesses, building their social media platforms. And I talk about like having an opinion and not being worried about being polarizing. And when you give the example of like, you know, are you mad about the way your kids put their laundry in their laundry baskets? Mm -hmm. Someone could build a million dollar brand on just ranting about their kids and their laundry baskets. Because if you have a strong enough opinion, a whole bunch of people are going to agree with you. And all the moms listening right now are having, there's a picture that we're all imagining of our children's laundry baskets sitting empty in their bedroom with clothes just right next to the laundry basket that are dirty, that somehow Mm -hmm. didn't make it into the laundry basket. And so it's really taking one little thing and deciding that that's what you're going to say something about to whatever volume you want to speak out on it. I pick that one thing, make it a practice, commit to it. And it's something that you'll pick another thing and another thing and another thing. And you'll figure out how to use your voice. What ways of communicating works for you? How are you most effective at delivering a message and refining those skills and constantly. And I want everyone to know this isn't a destination. This is Mm -mm. a lifelong process. I work harder on how I prepare to speak publicly or to write something up or anything I do than I did when I was first getting started. I'm also working much smarter, but because I have that desire to continue improving and to grow these skills, it is a priority to me. Certain things are not a priority to me though. And I've given up on certain things along the way. Absolutely. Tell us how you're currently showing up as a shameless mom. Oh, um, <laughs> I admitted pretty publicly yesterday on um, Instagram stories that my son had said, like, I don't love you. I wish you never had me. Like, I don't like you. I wish you would just go away. And I'm someone who had severe postpartum depression after my older son was born and prenatal depression with my second. And over the course of the pandemic has definitely careened back into depressive episodes because pandemic life is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And so I think admitting that is way I'm showing up to be shameless to show, Hey, I know my life looks pretty perfect. And honestly, I am a living my dream life, but this is something that gutted me. Mm-hmm. It just killed me because For years of my mothering journey, I have felt so strongly. You all would be better off without me. I should just go. Yeah. And I am no longer content on the platitudes of talking about mental health and postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety Mm -hmm. and just the low that moms bear. I want to get specific. And so if I'm able to, in being specific about the things my kids have said, that really gutted me, like destroyed me. And frankly, I'm still kind of emotionally recovering from that. This morning was not great. That someone else feels a little less alone. 
Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I saw that in your stories early this morning and I felt like it was relatable in many ways. And it's interesting. Cause I think that a lot of parents can, a lot of moms can say, Oh my, well, my kid said that too, but it's things hit you differently based on where you've been. And so based on where you've been to your point, like when you felt like maybe they would be better off without you to get that message, that's a piercing moment in motherhood. So I appreciate you sharing that so vulnerably. And I also appreciate all the ways in this conversation that you have just given us examples of like things being at their best and also at, you know, their hardest, messiest, ugliest in some ways. Cause I think that those both and moments are also so critical to be sharing. Can you tell us where we can find you, connect with you, get the book? We're speaking all the good stuff. Yes, you can connect with me on Instagram. That's kind of my home on the internet right now. I love talking with all of you on my DMs and on my weekly Q&As. So please come say hi. And you can pre-order the book or order the book at we'respeakingbook.com. Please support your local independent bookstores and your libraries for doing the good work. And- Also, if you need to buy it from a bigger retailer, that's great too. Yes, yes, yes. So we will have everything linked up in the show notes. If you go to shamelessmom.com, click on the recent episode with Hitha Palapu. We'll have everything right there for you. You can click through to the book. I forgot about your Instagram Q&As and they're so good. You give so (laughs) much detail. You and Amy Nelson, who I know you're also- Yes. The two of you in your Q&As or your Ask Me Anythings are like, you just give like, paragraphs of detail. And I'm like screenshotting, taking notes, like clicking through to things. (laughs) And same thing with your five smart reads. I will tell, I need to pitch this too. I want everyone to go buy the book for sure. But your five smart reads every day, I literally am like, Hmm, do I want to go to CNN.com or should I just go to Hitha's Instagram account and read your stories? Because I'm on West coast time. So by the time I get up, you have put your five smart reads and it's five news articles from that morning. And it's like the most the most important headlines, obviously like through your lens, but they're mm-hmm. like really well-rounded. It's not just like through the lens of CNN or through the lens of whatever network you happen to, you know, typically watch. They're so good. So I appreciate that. No, I take care to make sure I'm amplifying stories that I think are really important, but underreported and yeah. perspectives and people who I think deserve far more press than they're getting. Yes. So, and, you know, to the point of like, how much time do you spend on things? I spend more time now curating five smart reads because I really am thoughtful about what I share, both from a logistical and a paywall standpoint to are these stories trending elsewhere? If they are, do I have an important perspective Mm -hmm. I can share certainly in anything related to healthcare? And then like, am I showing up for the people who deserve to be shown up for, or am I parroting a common narrative. I'm not a journalist. I'm just curious. I admire so many of the Instagram journalists like um, Jessica Yellen of News Not Noise and Moshe. And I think Sharon Sesso is like the, one of the best educators like Mm -hmm. ever. And to have her on Instagram is a gift, but I'm happy that all of us have our own spin on how we do this work. And I'm really proud of how Five Smart Reads has been built and the impact it's making. And it makes me really happy. And I'm very proud of it. You should be. You should be. It's a gift to the world. So, oh my goodness, Hitha, this has been fantastic. I want to say it again. The next time you write another book, come on back on the show. (laughs) I'll be here. It's going to be 
at least it's not going to be next year. I'll tell you. I was going to say, how about like in six months? (laughs) Writing a book. I mean, really from initial email to publishing will be 11 months. And that's not normal. Like, I just want people to know that's not normal. It's normally three to five years. Yes. And so I would like a normal publishing timeline with my next book. (laughs) I mean, I think you've earned it. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.